Welcome back, listener, to the Modern History HSC Podcast, your personal guide to understanding the modern world around us. Welcome back, listener, to the Modern History HSC Podcast. Um, It's been about a month since I've given a macro overview of what is happening around the globe. Um, Just trying to give a bit of a large snapshot to people Um, Everyone's caught up in their own little microcosms when it comes to entertainment, media, and news. So if you're following this podcast, here's a good chance to zoom out and maybe consider what has happened over the last month since I did a wrap-up. So the big news of today is that Queen Elizabeth II has passed away. 70 years of reign on the um, British throne, head of uh, the English church. Um, It's the end of an era. Uh, Like in one of my earlier podcasts, I was speaking about that, you know, that this was obviously going to be coming quite soon. And the biggest risk for the death of Queen Elizabeth is um, Britain having an identity crisis. And Today, or this year, seems to be perhaps the worst time for that to be happening for the UK. Um, In the last three days, Britain has found itself in a position of a power spill. So, Boris Johnson, and this hasn't all unfolded in the last three days, but Boris Johnson has been removed as the leader of the Tories, and Liz Trust. Um, from the more libertarian-leaning side of the Tories, has taken power. And so in three days, the heads, the major heads of state for the UK has completely shifted. So now we have Liz Trust and we have uh, Charles III now taking the throne. Uh, God save the king. We won't be singing God save the queen probably for a long, long time now. Uh, also, all the money is going to change, and um, the pictures in the RSL pubs will need to change, and the Republican debate in Australia has already begun. Um, but I'm not going to get into that. What else is happening in Europe? So, in Europe, we have the energy crisis only getting worse and worse. I was looking at an article the other day. Um, the analysis of the article was that this year alone, the average power price for a household in the UK had risen 200%, um, effectively around about $800 a month, which is just, is just absolutely insane. That's like my three monthly, that's like my quarter power bill on a really heavy, like a really heavy month. Um, So this is, and that's what they're expecting it's going to peak to. So we're not even at the, we're not even feeling the pain, particularly right now in the UK. And so the way that Liz Trust is responding to this is bringing in a whole swath of subsidies to help families as you would. 
However, this has the flow-on effect of pushing the UK into the 100% GDP club. Now, the problem with that is, is once you get into the 100% GDP club, it's very hard to get back into the black. So the UK um, might go the way of the Japanese, and the Japanese are having a quite rough go of it at the moment, especially if you were to have a look at their currency. It's devaluing like crazy against the other major currencies. The euro is not doing very well either, um, and the US dollar is absolutely wrecking shop. Other news when it comes to energy. Vladimir Putin, as I was saying before, we had to look out for September, October, November, December. Putin has pulled the pin in September and now has come out and said that no more gas is going to be going to Europe until the sanctions have been lifted. So this, on the day, that caused about a 31% spike in the natural gas price. If you're living in Australia or the or the US or Canada, as some, most of our listeners are, um, you probably wouldn't be seeing this in our power prices, but this is going to be continuing to ratchet and tighten the screws um, of policymakers in Europe. Because, I mean, what would you do if you were in control or if you were in leadership of representative of one of these countries? You've got to choose between your people or the other option is continuing to support Ukrainian sovereignty. That does not seem to be a silver bullet solution that you get to have both. The time has run out, This, perhaps for this year. Um, this has also caused a major shift in green policies in Europe that from a very staunch position, say from the Germans when this energy crisis broke out, um, they were saying that they were going to start up coal plants before and before they even... Hold on, let me start again. They were talking about restarting coal plants and that's what they wanted to do in a priority before stopping or cancelling the shutdown of already working nuclear plants. Now, this just that's just a perfect example of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, that you have a crisis, but you're so stuck on your goals um, that you're willing to allow inflation to run rampant and cause all these problems in the EU. Um, that has now, with the 180, more, oh, it'd be a bit more than that now, 190 plus days now that we're into this crisis in Europe, um, certainly some tunes have begun to change. So now we have uh, more leniency for nuclear power. The Japanese have started their power, their nuclear power plants back up again, something that perhaps a few years ago um, would have been unthinkable after the incidents at Fukushima. They're realizing that they're not in a position where they can continue uh, renewable policies without some sort of baseload energy there to support them. And going into this next G7 meeting where they're putting 
talking about putting price caps on Russian oil, um, there's just no discussion about renewables or carbon targets or anything like that. It's just not on the table for the seven largest economies, um, bar the Chinese, as the G7 is. Um, it's just not open for discussion or nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody is focused on survival, reality, and national security. Um, I guess that's a that's about it. It's a bit of a tight wrap-up, but there is a lot of information. So if I was going to boil it all down, winter is here. The screws are tightening. Putin is going to play his cards. Europe has had its time to get ready for the next couple of months. And let's hope, because, you know, I don't condone what Putin is doing or any sort of military aggression. Those days should be over post uh, the Second World War and Vietnam and all these other conflicts. Um, the UN should have been used. Anyway, need to stop going on a rant. But I hope that Europe has done enough, that they're ready for these next couple of months because the pressure is going to come on. And again, we need to remember that this is not going to be a quick fix. So there's your wrap up, a tight 10 minutes. I will see you again on the next episode of the Modern History HSC podcast.